Well, I'm, I'm really thankful to be with you all. I, uh, I hail from outside of uh, Philadelphia, a uh, small suburb called Elkins Park, and I work at CCEF, uh, the Christian Counseling and Educational uh, Foundation. I've been there since uh, 2001 after graduating from uh, Westminster with an MDiv. So I'm really, yeah, thankful to, to be here with you all. In uh, my background before uh, going into um, ministry was in family medicine. So I would, uh, while I was working as a physician, would go to the, you know, this continuing medical education conferences every so often. And, you know, you, it's a week long of packed teaching. And, you know, the first few days, it's like, this is great. You know, soak it in. By the end, it's like, oh, I'm ready for the end. So you may be feeling that uh, at the end of a packed week of, of teaching. Uh, but um, I'm thankful uh, to be uh, to be here. If you're, uh, if you're not sitting in the uncomfortable seat, uh, there's handouts at the back where those paper towels are if you want them. Um, so let me let me pray for us as we uh, as we begin as we talk about this very um, important topic of anxiety. Let's pray. Father, we confess uh, that there are many things uh, that can make us uh, worry. There are many things that can capture our attention and cast us into a graceless future. And so we pray that you uh, would help us. You would give us eyes to see your, your glory, your power, your love, your presence uh, with us. And that that would, in large measure, speak to our anxious hearts. Uh, we ask this in the name of Christ. Amen. So I'm, uh, I'm probably about a half octave lower than I am. I'm getting uh, on the tail end of a cold. So if I start coughing, I have some cough drops here. I, I do not have the coronavirus, I assure you. Um, so anyhow. So anxiety. It's a very uh, common problem, right? In fact, it's a universal problem. I would say that every single one of us uh, in this room, at one point or another, has struggled with anxiety. Where there's a, maybe it's a focal concern that, that starts to get us worried. Or maybe it's just a low-level uh, anxiety that we, that we face. Some of us, and uh, I would say this is probably certainly true for many of the students that you work with, may have had much more severe episodes of anxiety, uh, panic attacks, um, social anxiety, things that are, in a sense, diagnosable, even may require medication. So this is a, this is a problem that we, that we all face. This is not a problem out there that other people have. This is, a, this is an issue that we all struggle with, which means I need help, which means you need help, and that's really uh, good news because it puts us in a place of dependence uh, on, on the Lord as we, as we minister to others. As Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians 1, as, as the comfort of Christ overflows into our lives, then it, it overflows into the lives of others. So we have this, this privilege of, as we see God meeting us in the midst of our anxious moments, 
we can minister his comfort uh, to, to others. So my, my goal this morning is to, to walk us through a, a biblical understanding of anxiety. That's what we'll do in the first, uh, in the first hour. And then in the second hour, it'll be more focused on how do we actually face anxiety? What are some of the ways in which both preparing for those moments of higher anxiety as well as what do we do in the midst of anxious uh, moments? So let's, let's just start with thinking through what anxiety is like uh, experientially. Um, here's a vignette from, uh, from my own life. On a recent summer uh, vacation, we uh, were in uh, Quebec City, uh, Canada. And the house where we were staying was in what you might call a transitional uh, neighborhood, right? That's a euphemism for probably not the safest. You're not going to get killed when you walk outside, but it's not the safest place. Uh, And sure enough, when we got up the next morning, someone had stolen the license plate uh, on our our car. Our host thought it was likely a a teenager who had scored a hit and put it up on his wall in in his bedroom, but who knows? I mean, maybe our license was used in a transcontinental uh, drug trafficking operation, uh, which that's, by the way, worst case scenario thinking, which is common to, uh, to anxiety. Uh, and, it, and it set into motion this cascade of phone calls, right, from both my host and, and myself to the Canadian authorities, to uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles in Pennsylvania, which uh, was not very helpful, right, like fill out you know, form MV44 and uh, you'll get something in 7 to 12 business days. It's like, that's not, that's not helpful. We're calling the American Embassy because how are we going to get back across the border without, uh, without a license tag? I'd like to say that you know, my, my experience uh, as a Christian was one of placid calm, uh, you know, leading, my, leading my family in faith, you know, helping them to see that what the thief meant for harm, God was overturning for good, uh, but that, that was not my dominant experience. Uh, I was fretting. I was, I was worried. I was, I was strategizing. How in the world would we, uh, would we get back? Um, I'm preoccupied. I'm, you know, my my family's, you know, trying to speak in, and I'm like, let me, let me call this person. And I'm noticing the the beautiful weather outside, and seeing our two days evaporating in in Quebec City. Um, that's that was what anxiety is like for me, right? It's this focal challenge uh, that presents itself, and then my heart gets totally caught up um, in, in the issues at hand. Sometimes our experience, though, of anxiety is a bit more uh, drawn out uh, over, over time. My son uh, is a senior in, in high school, so he's thick in the midst of the, the college application. Well, actually, the applications are done, but he's starting to hear back uh, from, from schools. And it's, a, it's an anxious time. Uh, we're, we're finding that, uh, of course, right, the best schools and the best programs offer the least amount of financial aid, uh, which uh, is anxiety-provoking as a, as a, as a parent. And I know he's, he's handling things well, but, but I know he feels this, this constant 
pressure, this weight of living in this place of ambiguity. Where is he going to be uh, next year? Who will his uh, Who will his friends be? There are a lot of lingering and ongoing concerns uh, that that he has. It's hard to live in a place of ambiguity. It's hard to live when an unclear future keeps intruding on uh, on the present. Anyone have that experience? Does that sound familiar uh, to any of you? If you're like me, that's what the experience of anxiety is like. So, uh, it's it's a if you will a mind and body experience. Uh, in our in our mind, we have racing thoughts, uh, worst case scenario thinking. There is a lack of joy, uh, a sense perhaps of when is the other shoe going to drop, um, inability to think about anything else. We're totally preoccupied. Maybe maybe there's a there's desire for escape. Just let me get out of this place of, of worry and uh, and I'll do something that uh, will give me a brief moment of, of pleasure. Um, sometimes we're preoccupied with if only, if only, right? Like I, I had the irrational thought, if only I had taken the license plate off the car before we went to bed that night. It's like, I've never done that in my entire life. Why would I have, why would I have done that? But that's what anxiety does. It, it stokes that, uh, that irrationality. And then sometimes anxiety is just manifested as this low baseline level of, of dread. Sometimes I feel that when I first wake up in the morning, right? There's just this low level dread. Um, that's, that's the mind. Uh, but also, anxiety affects the body. Um, we can experience gnawing in our, in our stomach, distractibility. Inability to concentrate, uh, loss of appetite, nausea, headache, okay? And perhaps in more severe cases, a rapid heart rate, um, a sense of, of shortness of breath or, or choking, even the sense that you're dying. And you can't always tell by looking at someone whether they actually are anxious. A person can appear fairly calm on the outside, but in, on the inside be this wound up ball of, of tension and anxiety and dread. And so to know if someone's anxious, <coughs> excuse me, um, we often need to ask. I mean, sometimes it's apparent, but sometimes it's not. And then our anxiety, when it's particularly severe, <coughs> excuse me, I'm going for the cough drop, excuse me, yes, um, when our anxiety is severe, it particularly affects our, our relationships uh, because we're, we're fretful. We're, we're self-absorbed. It's very hard to be attentive to the needs of others when we're focused on our worries. So anxiety affects us. <coughs> Excuse me, and it affects those around us. The question is, is all fear bad then? Is all fear uh, problematic? Absolutely not. I mean, um, a fight or flight response is uh, is not necessarily a bad thing in a broken and fallen world. Um, fear motivates us uh, to to action and is an appropriate response to an imminent and actual threat. So awareness or attentiveness to our surroundings is uh, is important. 
it'd be foolish to ignore clear and present dangers in the world. So if I'm walking in a less savory part of Philadelphia, it's it's appropriate that I have a heightened sense of of awareness as I'm as I'm walking. The problem, though, is not so much with these uh, immediate uh, responses to clear and actual dangers. <laughs> It's a gift of God to be mobilized uh, for um, for action when something dangerous is happening right now. Um, but when I'm considering the problem of anxiety, I'm thinking less about those kind of acute fear in the moment situations uh, from from real and imminent threats, and much more about that. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry that longer-term brooding kind of anxiety. And it gets even more complicated because sometimes uh, the alarm bells of fear go off in our bodies when there's, no, when there's no threat. A panic attack, for example, right? Um, that can strike out of nowhere. <coughs> I'm going to get anxious about my coughing. Um, a panic attack can strike out of nowhere. I've talked with penny, uh, plenty of people who are awakened from a dead sleep uh, with this rapid heartbeat and <coughs> God's providence, um, heartbeat and shortness of breath and choking and a sense that they're that they're dying. <coughs> So even God's hardwiring to face an actual threat, even God's hardwiring can misfire in our in our fallen world. (laughs) What um, having having described it experientially, 